Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Praise the Lord, church. You can be seated. When we came over that Tuesday night to talk to Pastor and Sister Boyd about churching with you wonderful folks, and I was kind of wondering where my place might be. And Brother Larry told me gifts and callings will make place for themselves. I'm thankful to have an opportunity to, to break the word of life, the bread of life with y'all. This morning, my topic, my part, um, is love without limits. And uh, Brother Jerry, really, we're just going to talk about Jesus. Um, because aren't you thankful, Sister Donna, that he loves you without limits? You know, I was thinking about coming from the grocery business, Sister Terry, Really good deals, we'd always put limits on there. You could only have just so many. You couldn't buy all of them, Sister Debbie. And I, and I often think about, Brother Wayne, my favorite places to eat is all-you-can-eat buffets. I, there's no limit there, amen. I can just help myself, Sister Edith, and, and I'm thankful for that. But I'm thankful most of all to serve a God that loves without limits. Aren't you? We're going to start this morning and read Romans 5, 6 through 8. And this really is just such a mind-boggling scripture to me. It says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, and preadventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But think about this. He said, But God commanded his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't wait for us to get cleaned up, Brother Brian. He didn't wait for us to get all the bad out of our life and all that to be done. Sister Amanda, he loved us and he died for us while we was yet sinners. Aren't you glad for a God that loves us? Amen. In John 13 and 1, it says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, church says, Having loved his own, which were in the world, he said he loved them, Church said he loved them unto the end. No matter what you go through, Brother Billy, God will be there with you. Aren't you thankful for that? Your friends may leave you. Your family may leave you. Your wife and your husband may leave you. But God said he loved them unto the end. So this morning, for just a few moments, I want to talk to you about three folks, if we make it that far, that I thought loved without limits. I want to talk to you about a man that you all very familiar with, a man called Jacob. His name means a supplanter, which means to take the place of. And we all know the story about Jacob and, and Leah and Rachel. We all know that Jacob stole his brother Esau's birthright, Brother Pope, and he also stole his blessing. But in Genesis 29, 9 through 11, this is where his mother had told him, said, you need to get out of here. Your brother's going to kill you. He said, you need to go to my brother's house. And um, so this is Jacob's on his way. He's at the well now in verse 29. And verse 9 through 11, it says, While he yet spake with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep. 
For she kept them, and it came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. And verse 11 said, And Jacob kissed Rachel. Sister Linda, they didn't even have conversation. They didn't even go on the first date. They didn't walk around the super Walmart, Brother Brian, before he made up his mind that Rachel was his lady. Now, men, I wouldn't highly recommend this if you're single and trying to impress the ladies that don't work maybe on all the women, Sister Sherry, amen? You may get slapped for that. But it said, Jacob kissed Rachel, lifted up his voice, and wept. Now, I know that, Sister Angela, by the grace of God, I've kissed more than just a woman. But I've never kissed a woman that made me lift up my voice and wept. Rachel obviously had such an effect on Jacob, and we know him. So Rachel runs back and tells her daddy about this man that come from Rebecca, her brother, or his sister's house. And, and it said in verse 14, said, And Laban said to him, Surely thou art my bone and my flesh. And he abode with him the space of a month. And Laban said unto Jacob, Because thou art my brother, shouldest thou therefore serve me for naught? And he gave him the opportunity right there. He said, Tell me, what shall thy wages be? Brother JT, he could have said, I'll give you one gopher. I could give you one turtle dove. I'll give you one chicken. But Brother Jerry, he just stepped way off out there in the deep end. The man said, what will you give me? Just tell me what your wages are going to be. Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah. The name of the younger was Rachel. And Leah was tender-eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. And the Bible said that Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve thee seven years for Rachel, thy younger daughter. And Laban said, it is better that I give her to thee than that I should give her to another man. Abide with me. And I get this. He said, and Jacob served seven years for Rachel. Brother Tyson, the Bible said it seemed but just a few days for the love that he had for her. I thought about how that over just a kiss, over just a month staying there, Brother Jack, he said, I'll serve you for your hand of your daughter for in just seven years. He said it was just, Sister Jen, like it was just a few days. I've been in relationships with people. That seemed more than just like a few days, amen? But even so loved, Sister Smith, with this lady that he said, I'll just do it. It just seemed like just a few days. Don't you feel that way, Brother Darrell, about the time that you spent serving God? Don't you think like, God, why didn't I serve you? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I didn't serve God my whole life, unfortunately. But Brother Rayleigh, I sure wish I had a. Because, you know, it just seems like a few days, Sister Tilly, that I've walked with God. And it's been over 20-something years now, by the grace of God. But, you know, I know what Jacob's talking about. You know, because the first time that God come into my life, I've loved him ever since. Even though I grew cold and walked away from him. 
I'm ever so thankful because I found God to be faithful, Brother Bobby. When my friends and my families have walked away, I found God to be faithful. It does only seem like it's just been a few days. I, I've heard this song, uh, this scripture read in a song that I've heard, never really tied it together, but in Isaiah, to tell you about the love of God. It said, Isaiah 49, 15, and 16 said, Can a woman forget her suckling child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Behold, he said, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. I, I thought about how that, Brother Philip, that's like a tattoo that God just wrote his name, wrote our name on the palm of his hand. Imagine that, that, that the God that created everything, Sister Cricket, has wrote mine and your name on the palm. Yeah, can I tell you, is that love, church? Is that... That God just loved us so much, Brother Donnie, that he just wrote our name on the palm of his hand. Now, I've, I don't mind to tell you, that's before I got into church, I always wanted a tattoo, but I thought, my gosh, that thing will hurt. <laughs> and not only that, if I happen to quit, I'm sorry, Brother if I happen to quit doing what I, that I put that name on my arm, it'd just be there forever. Sister Dave, ain't you glad that, that your name is in the palm of God forever? The God that created everything, Brother Leonard, loves us so much. Loves us so much that he wrote our name on the palm of his hand. He said he's able to, to keep what we have committed to him against that day. Now, aren't you glad that God's a God that can keep us? Amen. I thought about how that the prodigal son, and I won't get too deep in the story. Y'all know the story about the prodigal son. But I thought about when he found himself in the hog pen, the Bible said that he came to himself. Church, aren't you glad you came to yourself one day? Brother Mike, I'm so glad that God knocked on my heart's door and said, Wayne, it's time for you to come to yourself. And, I'm, and he said, you know what? I don't even want to be the son no more. He said, I'll just go back and be a servant. There's plenty of bread in my daddy's house. And I'll just go back and be a servant. You know, when I come back to God, and I've told you all some of the story, never thought, Brother Jack, that God would be so good to me. Sister Shannon, when I look around and, 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 and see uh, uh, Lord allowed us to build our own house with help from some friends of ours, it's a house that we never could afford in our whole life. If, but God, Brother Wayne, provided a way that these men would come over and help us, free of charge, help us build our house. Sister Sherry, I think about how that I was chasing that almighty dollar until God brought me to my knees and talked to me, got my priorities right. Got my priorities right to where I got my mind off of the things that I wanted to do and got my mind on him, got my mind made up to want to serve him and to walk as he walked. To go to the heaven, and he said he went away to prepare for me, Brother Tyson. I'm thankful for a God that, that loved me so much. And I like the prodigal son. He said, I'm just going to go home, Sister Susan. I don't want to go back to where I come from. And, and where this place that I was, Brother Kenny, but I just want to go home. I'm thankful the house is always open that you can come home. Amen. The devil will tell you they don't want you, Brother Everett, but God said just come on home. If you'll make one step this way, I, 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 says Jane, I'll make that step to you. Amen. If you'll just say, come, I'm just coming. I'm coming. Like the man that lost the sheep. He said, I'll leave the 99 and go get that one. That one was so important. The Bible said that the angels in heaven rejoice over one sinner. Church, it's important, Brother Larry. It's important. But I thought about how the Bible said that the, the, the prodigal son's dad was looking down the road. 
I can just see God, Brother Bobby, just looking for us to come home. You know, when you skin your knees and, and, and you say some things maybe you shouldn't say or whatever, the devil say, oh, you can't get no forgiveness for that, sister boy. You just doomed. You might as well just put the chips on the table and go back to where you come from. But he's a liar and a father of all lies, Sister Rayleigh. Sister Joe, I'm thankful for a God that's a forgiving God, aren't you? The old devil condemns, and that's what the devil does. But God just stands there with his arms open and says, Brother T.J., just come home. I thought about how the Bible said that the, that the father run to the prodigal son. And he ain't like Brother Wayne. He didn't bring up all. He didn't say, Brother Allen, I told you not to go. I told you not to spend your money. I told you you was going to fall on hard times. Brother Toby, he just said, you know what? He said, man, bring me the best robe. He said, just bring me a ring. He said, just bring me some sandals for his feet. I, but this is my boys come home. And he said, oh, by the way, tell the old fatted calf it's a bad day to be the fatted calf. He said, because we're going to put him to sleep and we're going to have a party. We're talking about a God that wrote your name in the palm of his hand. The Bible said that you're serving a God that said from the foundation of the world, the lamb was slain from the fountain. Because he knew, Brother Wayne, we was going to need an intercessor. Amen. He knew we was going to need a savior because, Brother Junior, we can't save ourselves. I know y'all know these scriptures. I'm going to be real quick about this. But this, this is amazing to a boy from Chiefland. And Ezekiel 33, 11 says, Say unto them as I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live and turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways. For why will ye die, O house of Israel? Jeremiah, Jeremiah 3, 14 said, Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married. Think about that. He said, I'm married to you backsliders. I'm thankful. Because I was one of those backsliders, Brother Rayleigh, that was lost and undone. And God just, and I'm not going to say it was the only time. Because, you know, tell me how many times he knocked at my old heart's door and I just didn't pay it no attention. But I'm so thankful he said I'm married to the backslider. Oh, I'm glad. Because, see, nobody can have a testimony like somebody that's come from somewhere. Say amen, Sister Melinda. If, you've, if God's brought you from a horrible place, you got a testimony. Because I couldn't save myself. I've tried. I've tried, but I couldn't save myself. And he said, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. He said in Micah 7, 18 and 19, he said, Who is a God like unto thee that pardon iniquity and passeth by the transgressions of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever. Aren't you glad? He said, because he delighteth in mercy. He will turn again. He will have a compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities. And thou wilt cast all thy sins into the depths of the sea. There's no fishing in that sea, Sister Tilly. Amen. When the devil goes to that part of the sea where your sins are, he said, no, you can't fish here. Brother Jerry Herndon's sins, they covered over. You can't fish in that hole no more. He said, I don't know, you know who you're talking about. I don't even know that old Jerry Herndon back then, but I know Brother Jerry Herndon, huh? See, when that stuff is brought up, it ain't God bringing that back to your mind. It's the devil. He's been on an exploratory mission. 
He's just trying to dig up something that he can, he can bring back to your mind because he wants you to get sidetracked. He said in Jeremiah 30, he, this is three times in the Bible, this time in the Old Testament, two times in the New Testament. He said, and they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest of them, saith the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sins no more. Hebrews 8 and 11 and 12 says, And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. Aren't you glad that you can know, Brother Chris, for God for yourself? I'm thankful for Pastor. I'm thankful for him and all the ministers and all you wonderful folks that, that love God and love me and share it. But I'm thankful that I don't have to count on y'all for me to make it to heaven. I'm thankful that, Sister Joyce, I can have a relationship with God all by myself. Whether I'm on a lawnmower, whether I'm running a weed ear, I'm sitting on the county's dollar at the computer. Amen? See, Brother Darrell, I can have a relationship anywhere with God. I don't have to wait until I get to church. I don't have to call Brother Boyd and say, Brother Boyd, pray for me. I just need to find a place alone and talk to God. And he said, I'll remember it. No more. And Hebrews 10, 16, and 17 says, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. So when the devil calls you and talks to you and tells you these kind of things, you need to remind him that he's a liar and a father of all lies. Because the Bible says that God don't remember any of that stuff that you've done in the past. In Isaiah 38, 17, said, Behold, for peace I had great bitterness, but thou hast in love to my soul delivered it from the pit of corruption, for thou hast cast all my sins behind thy back. We're talking about God saying that. He stood my he ain't remembered all that stuff. In Isaiah 43 and 25 said, I even I am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember thy sins. In Psalms 103 and 12, and I'm moving on. He said, as far as the east is from the west, so far he removeth our transgressions from us. What I'm talking to you about this morning is love without limits. Brother Ben, the devil would want to, the Bible calls him in the book of Revelation, uh, my mind just went blank. He's the adversary, not the adversary. Somebody help me out. He stands before God accusing the brethren daily. He's the accuser, church. He don't have the final say. I've just read you, I think, about six or seven scriptures that God said that he don't remember our sins. Aren't you thankful for a God that he said he's, it's as far as to the east, Brother Dave, as is from the west. Amen. If it's ever brought up, amen, it ain't God because God loves without limits. Amen. I'm thankful for God's like the father of the prodigal son. He just wants us to make a step, wants us to come home. He's got the very best for you. Church, I often look around, Brother Larry, where God's brought me and sharing from, and I know we never got any of that on our own. The other day when we was over in Jacksonville, the the minister started talking about tithing and giving. And and sometimes when you start talking about people's money, Brother Jerry, people kind of sit down on you just a little bit. Amen? Somebody would have said, that's a good point right there. Say amen. (laughs) Y'all just help me out this morning. Amen? But, you know, I've, often, I've always dreamed of being a millionaire. I always have. I, come, I'm, I just told the Lord a while ago, I'm like the little guy, that Gideon guy. And the angel called him a mighty man of valor. And he said, whoa, 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 you got me mixed up with somebody. He said, hang on, here, here's what I'm He said, my family's poor, 
and I'm the least in my family. But God looked past all that, Sister Smith. He said, no, no, you're a mighty man of valor. See, that's what God's telling each and every one. If the devil would tell you, Brother Larry, you come from a poor family. Sister Amanda, you're you the least in your family. And that's true, Sister Amanda. But I can be all things in Christ. Amen. Yeah. The Bible said, if I and I be lifted up, it ain't about me and you anyway. Brother Danny, this is all about lifting up the bloodstained banner of Jesus, amen? It's all about getting attention off of us and getting our attention on him, amen? Because only God for, could, could forgive sins. If you could write a check, how much could you pay for the greatness and the, the way God makes you feel, Sister Donna? If you could just write down and write a check, one, one could you cover it, Brother Hal? And second of all, what would your salvation be worth? Oh, see, the Bible says this life's like a vapor, Sister Terry. We just passed, and it's going to be here for a short while. That eternity goes on for a long, long time. We're talking about a God that loves without limits, amen? I'm moving on because I got to go. I want to talk to you real quickly about a lady named Hannah. I really studied this story, and I'm sure after church pastor will enlighten me on some of this. But I have not understood. I've read it and read it and don't understand why Hannah made this deal with God. I just, I don't understand that. That'd be like um, Brother Danny and that Toyota Avalon he's got. Ain't that what you drive, Sister Jane? Thank you. I just want to make sure I'm hitting on the right spot this morning. Now, he'd come up to me, and he'd say, Oh, Wayne, I like the way you part your hair. Now, I felt like the Lord has told me, that Toyota Avalon, I want you to have it. Now, listen, I know your old blue car's got over 300,000 miles on it. And it's like you, it's about wore out. But it's Avalon. It's white, and it's pretty. Sister Jane's took good care of it. And you don't know, by the way, I'm going to pay you insurance as long as you've got the old car. And I'm going to pay you gas on it. And any maintenance that you've got to have on that Avalon, you just send the bill right here to me. So old Brother Danny's going to take care of you. You know what I'm saying? I probably shout all the way back to Old Town. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because poor people where I come from, me and Gideon, we don't get brand new Toyota Avalons given to you every day. All right, so I just want to set this up because Hannah, Sister David, goes far beyond an Avalon. She just tells, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me get going here. First Samuel 1, 4 through 7 says, And when the time was that Elkanah offered to give Paneah his wife, and to, the Bible said to all her sons and her daughters portion, but unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. And her adversary, talking about Penea, also provoked her sore for to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. We're talking about a God that loves without limits, church. And he said, and, he, and, and as he did so year by year, this went on for year after year. Have you ever had something in your life that just seemed like it just, Sister Bird, it just goes on for time and you've prayed, you've cried, you've fasted, you but it just seems like it just goes on and goes on. Have you prayed for something that ain't come back yet? Seems like you just pray that. But, Brother Billy, we got to have faith, amen, because somebody prayed for us. Aren't you glad somebody stood up and made up the hedge for me and you? And it said, year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. Now, her husband being a real wonderful man of God, 
You all know the story. He said words that you just shouldn't say to a lady. He said, aren't I better than ten sons? That's husband class 101, Brother Ben. You never say those kind of things. Amen? She wants a son. She don't want a husband. She don't want ten. She wants a son. Because during that time, Sister Shannon, you know, it was looked down upon, and it was frowned on that a, a woman didn't have a baby. So this is where, to me, I just don't understand this story. Verse 11 said, And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thy handmaid and remember me and not forget thy handmaid. Why? Well, Jerry, she could have said anything. She could have said anything. She said, but, but we'll give unto thy handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. Her man of God was so spiritual he seen her just moving her lips and praying. He said, you must be one of them women that's drunken and one of the women of Baal. This is what Hannah said in him, verse 15. He said, no, my Lord. He said, I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink. But I love this part. But I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Sister Susan, aren't you glad when you can't talk to your best as best? And your closest of your closest, if you'll pour out your soul to God. God's the only one that can hear you, Sister Amy. God's the only one that can solve your problems. Because, see, those three folks that hung out with Job, those spirits are still alive today. Those folks are still floating. They, they multiplied. They ain't just three anymore. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Just telling you what you can't do. But See, Brother Pope, God's just saying, in me. You put me first. Let's get this thing in line right. You get me first in your life. So Hannah said, and why Hannah said this, the only thing I can think of was that God only wants the best. Hannah said, look, if you'll just give me a son, God, I'm going to give him back to you. You let me wean him, I'm going to bring him back. And he, the Bible said every year she'd come and brought him, made him a coat, brought him back a coat. But every time he went, they went to Shiloh, he could, she could see her son. She didn't ask for anything else. Is that right, Brother Ray? Didn't ask for anything else. She didn't say, listen, if you'll give me three more gophers and five turtle doves, and she just said, God, here's yours. You give him to me, and I'm going to give him back to you. But God being God, what a God we serve. God don't just leave you. If you give God your very best, Brother Bobby, God just ain't going to leave you on the side of the road for you to lick your wounds and to cry. The Bible said that God blessed her with three sons and two daughters. Don't listen to the devil, church. The devil's a liar and the father of all lies. You give God your very best. When God lays on your heart to reach down deep in your pocket where you ain't got it, and you give it out of love, amen? Hannah said, I don't know why Hannah put that before God, Brother Chris, but Hannah did that because I believe because Hannah loved God. And she wanted to please God, Brother Jack. Be like that Avalon, and I was just cutting a fool with them about that. See, it's easy to take a car, a Yugo that's blowed up and got rust spots and no windows in it. Amen. Brother Danny said amen. And give that to Brother Wayne. Amen. Because that don't hurt. Hannah didn't say, hey, I'm going to give you Brother Rayleigh's child. She said, I'm going to give you my child. 
something that I've wanted and I've cried. My enemy has made fun of me year after year. She could have got mad and said, I'm just never going back. You go take care of that. I'm not going. And she said, no, I need to pour myself out to God. I need to talk to God about this matter. So I'm talking about a servant of God without limits. I'm talking about a God that said in Luke 6, 38, Give, and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. I like that part. Somebody would have said amen. That was a good amen spot right there. Because <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but he said, Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. And this last part. From Chieflin saying it running over, it means it's all over the place. I don't know what it means on this side of the bridge, but in Chieflin, it means you got an abundance. Into your bosom. Wait, I skipped the spot there. He said, shall men give into your bosom? Well, the first part of that is, is give, right? But the last part of this scripture, I think, is the most important. It says, for with the same measure that ye meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. Brother Ray read last Sunday that God loves a cheerful giver. I heard a preacher say one time, he'll take it from a stingy one too. Amen. <laughs> but he really loves a cheerful giver. Amen. Here's what I'm just trying to tell you, church. I understand that money makes a lot of our worlds go around, Brother Danny. I understand that. But he owns it all. The preacher said, I forget the preacher's name was here, said God's a good record keeper, church. Huh? Whatever you do, you don't need to put on CNN and all that kind of mess. God knows what you're doing. And if you put it on CNN, you gonna got your blessing. It's over with anyway. I'll tell you a quick story, and I got to go. I'm getting in trouble. Oh, let me let me say this real quick. Hebrews six and ten says, "For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward His name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister." Revelations 14 and 13 said, And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. From henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. Something's going to follow us, Sister Lena. The God of all gods. Tell you this quick story. I try to tell you nothing but honest stories. My daddy smoked. My mama smoked. As long as I can remember, they both smoked. And when they got in church, mama quit. Daddy had trouble quitting. Daddy had COPD, had cancer, just all kind of things from years and years of smoking. Anyway, I worked at Winn-Dixie, and we had our own insurance. Winn-Dixie did. And the guy come by, and he said, I want to sell you a supplemental counselor policy sure i'll take it and somebody else had mom and daddy insured and i said well what about i got a mom and can we put her on my cancer policy and said sure that won't be no problem so what about your father is he alive i said yeah he's alive but he smokes he said well we can't put him on your cancer policy i said that's cool no big deal so anyway we go on brother jack and daddy gets diagnosed with cancer i'm just working and clicking along Felt like God said, uh, you ought to check with that guy, that insurance guy, and see if your daddy's name is on that policy. Me being a religious, spiritual man that I am, I said, no. 
I said, Daddy's name ain't on that policy because I'm the one that told the man what to write on that policy. He said, well, won't you call that man? I like humor, so I said, for giggles, I'll just call that man. I said, listen, this is Wayne Williams. And Chiefland, I said, uh, we have a cancer policy with y'all. I said, could you check to see my dad's name was Thomas C. Williams? Could you check? He said, well, let me check. I'll call you back. He called back, Brother Boyd. He said, yep, your daddy's name's on that policy. I said, really? I said, Thomas C. Williams. Yeah, that's right here. I'm looking at it. It's on that policy. He said, now listen here. Here's what you need to do. You need to keep up good records. He said, every trip that he makes from Chief on the Gainesville for treatment, we'll pay for that. And he said, every time something else happens, we'll pay for that. And we'll pay for this. And we'll pay for that. And he said, here's a great thing. Said Susan, he said, we're going to send that money directly to you. We're not going to send it to pay his bills. It's coming right directly to you. My daddy had built the house that I was raised in in the 70s, brother boy. By this time, the house had termites, didn't have air conditioning, had old jellison windows. Is that what you call them looking for a builder? Is that what them's called? Y'all don't want to talk about you. Y'all, y'all was raising something too, wasn't you? They wouldn't close, but anyway. And daddy didn't believe in air conditioning because he didn't need it at that juncture. So we had whatever, and he was the coldest house in Chiefland, I swear. But anyway, we didn't have no, none of that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? We really was, but anyway. So we got a check for $68,000. Now, I didn't put his name, Sister Jenna, on that policy. You've got two choices. You can believe what I'm telling you. You can believe he's just trying to fill up time that he can get your brother Chris walks this way to get this platform. But I'm just telling you what God done for us. That money, we took that money and put brand new windows, re-roofed at his house, fixed his termites, got rid of the termites, did all that stuff, put him in air condition and heat, central heat and air, and still had money left over by the grace of God to do things with. My point is this, Sister Boyd, you can't outgive God. We serve a God that's unlimited. That, I've seen a lot of things. God's privileged us a lot of things to see. That might be one of the most fascinating, most phenomenal things, Brother Chris, I've ever experienced. Because God put his name on that insurance policy because his house was falling apart, Brother Junior. And we had no way of financially putting that house together. I'm talking about love without limits. And I'm moving fastly now because I've got to close. I want to talk to you real quickly about the mother of Jesus, Mary, the mother of Jesus. The Bible said the day of purification, Mary and Joseph went to the temple, ran into a gentleman called Simeon. I don't have time to read you the whole story, but we're going to pick it up in Luke 2, 27 and 35. And it said, he came by the Spirit into the temple, talking about Simeon. And when the parents brought into the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy Thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, 
She just listened real close. Behold, this child is set for the fall and the rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which shall be spoken against. But verse 35 is where I want to get to. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that thy thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. I thought about Mary, that all that she had seen, Sister Boyd. You know, his very first miracle was at a wedding in Cana. They run out of wine, and the Lord said, well, what is that to me? Mary said some phenomenal words to those servants. She said, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Church, we can make it to heaven on that right there. Whatever he tells you to do, just do it. The devil said, you ain't put your daddy's name on that insurance policy. Mother Ty said, if I'd never picked up the phone and made a phone call, I would have never knew about God's blessing on the other side. Had I stayed out and lost in that dark and God-forsaken world out there, I might have never experienced what God's allowed me to experience in these over these 20 years, Brother Pope. I'm not being all I could be in God, but God's far exceeded my expectation. Mary just said, do whatever he tells you. Just do it, Sister Amanda. I'm sure she heard about feeding the 5,000 and the 4,000, not counting on the women and the children. But I think that day where the Bible said in John 19, 25 and 27, now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Colopius, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother, and from that hour that disciple took her to his own home. I can't imagine Mr. Amy watching one of my daughters. The Bible said he was beat unmercifully, unrecognizable. Mary seeing her son hanging on a cross, blood dripping, beard pulled out, thorn on his head, blood running all down. How that spear must have pierced her side, Sister Debbie. But God being God, said, look at here, in all my pain, all my pain, he remembered his mom and said, hey, take care of my mom. I'm thankful for a God, no matter what, Jack, you get yourself in. He's just waiting for you to come to him. God that loves us. Can I get you to stand? I want to read these, this last little bit, and I'm through. We'll talk about love without limits, because I understand this. Brother Billy, God didn't need a Savior. We needed a Savior. God come for one purpose. He did all those healings. All those feeding and all those miracles was just a side product for his ownest purpose, Brother Danny, was come, that me and you might have life and have that life more abundantly. And we'd have a way to make it to the other side, to live with him and worship him and to praise him through eternity. I'm, I'm very, closing very quickly. Isaiah 52 and 14 said, Many were astonished at thee. His visage, his visage was marred more than any man and his form more than the sons of men. Isaiah 53, 1 through 7 said, Who hath believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? 
for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form, no comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. We're talking about God Almighty. The Bible said in verse 3, He is despised and he was rejected of men, and man of sorrows acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our face from him, and he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. The board said this a while ago, but he was wounded for our transgression, he was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before the shears is dumb. So he opens not his mouth. I'll leave you with John 13 and 1. The Bible said, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. If you're thankful that God's loved you and will love you until the end, could I just encourage you to raise your hands? Let's just worship the Lord. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806, or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.